Joint stiffness can be one of the most frustrating symptoms when it comes to osteoarthritis. In this video, I am going to tell you why joint stiffness happens because I get this question a lot and also three things you can do to help you get rid of joint stiffness. You're listening to the Adventuring with Osteoarthritis podcast. Do you want to learn how to live an active life with osteoarthritis? Hear inspiring stories from others just like you and find out the best ways to naturally tackle joint pain. This podcast has you covered. There are so many possibilities that your healthcare provider may not be telling you about, and surgery isn't always the answer. This podcast is not medical advice. Now, here's your host, doctor of physical therapy and osteoarthritis specialist, Alyssa Kewen. If we have not met before, my name's Alyssa. I'm a doctor of physical therapy and I almost exclusively see people that have osteoarthritis. This channel is all about giving you an optimistic way to look at osteoarthritis as well as promoting some positivity and sharing the most quality resources when it comes to osteoarthritis. Why does joint stiffness happen? So I came across this phenomenon and I wanted to share it with you. That commonly describes how stiffness happens and I think it's fairly easy to conceptualize. So if you think about things like melted butter or uh, candle wax or just regular wax, say if you've ever dealt with like eyebrow wax or skin wax, with all of these things, as you heat them up or as you get them warm, the liquid then becomes thinner. It becomes more viscous. On the other hand, if you let it just sit at room temperature, not mixing it, not doing anything, it thickens. And if you think about your joint in the same aspect, so your joint has some fluid in it and it has other structures that can become a little bit more viscous or a little bit thinner, easier to move as you're moving, as you're stirring the liquid, meaning as you're moving just in simple, gentle ways. It doesn't always have to be getting up and walking around. It really can just be sitting, extending your legs or moving your ankles. But that is one way to help kind of mix up or to kind of warm up that liquid. Now, the longer that you stay in one position or the longer that you're not moving, well, that liquid can get a little bit thick and it can make it harder to move, but also can create more friction, meaning that the joint may get irritated as it moves through the range of motion. And so if you think about it in that way, it's a little bit easier to conceptualize like, hey, movement can actually be beneficial, obviously making sure that the movement itself is not flaring up or irritating Pain. That's an important one. And if you're having a hard time finding certain movements or things, I do have a video here that goes over the best things to do for joint stiffness exercise-wise. And we're going to talk about that here in a second. And now we kind of understand. Now, obviously, there's a lot more physiologically and it can be a lot more complex. But if we think about it in these more simple terms, it makes it easier to see maybe how movement can help. There are three ways that can help 
you get rid of or at least reduce the frequency and the severity of your joint stiffness. And these are the three things I highly recommend starting out with, but there are also things that you're not always told. So that's why these are super important. Number one is kind of segueing into what we were just talking about in regards to movement. Now, the movement should be gentle, but frequent. And I usually tell people, try to move every 15 to 30 minutes, especially if you find yourself having to sit for a prolonged period of time, just doing some simple movements, like I had mentioned previously, extending your legs, moving your ankles, anything you can do to kind of warm up or mix up that fluid and use your muscles to pump out some of that swelling if you are dealing with some of that. So every 15 to 30 minutes, try to move your legs, move your arms, move your trunk if your back is hurting you. Anything you can do to move that joint that typically gets stiff, the better. Of course, you do want to make sure that it's not necessarily a movement that's going to cause irritation or going to increase pain. So find something that feels gentle. I do have lots of ideas on this YouTube channel in particular. So go ahead and you can head to this video to get started with for some ideas. Number two is getting up and walking. And I know that you may think, okay, you know, that's, that would be great if I could do that every 15 to 30 minutes, but I usually don't necessarily have time to go out and do a walk every 30 minutes. You can actually do it also in a very, very small space. So say at a desk or at a couch or at a counter, you don't necessarily have to get up and go walk a thousand steps. You can do simple things here. And this also is applicable if walking typically flares up your pain. One simple thing you can do is actually take the small space and just move in that space. So for example, taking steps sideways, take three to four steps sideways and three to four steps the other way and continue with that for a couple of minutes. Again, making sure it's not flaring things up, but sideways typically feels a little better than some other movements. Also, you can go backwards. So I actually have a lot of people who take a couple steps forwards and then a couple steps backwards, obviously making sure that there are no obstacles in the way. Backwards walking and even stepping can be a little bit weird at first just because we don't do it very often, but it's actually kind of amazing how good backwards walking can feel on your joints because it's not a movement that we are in daily. I have a video here that goes over why actually backwards walking can be very helpful for joints and I highly recommend checking out that video after this one is done. All you need to do is go down into the description so that way you can click on the link. If you're watching on the, or if you're listening on the podcast, you can also go into the notes from the sh this show in particular, and you can click the link to see all of these videos and blog posts that I am hinting towards. So trying to move, whether it's actually going for a walk, incorporating some sideways and backwards, or just staying at your desk and staying in a small space and moving sideways and backwards. The last one is actually controlling inflammation in other ways. 
And I do have a blog post here that goes over 15 ways that you can reduce inflammation. Two of the primary ones I usually tell people to start with include food. Food is a big one. It can increase inflammation, which that inflammation can come in. It can irritate the joint. It can irritate some of the surrounding structures and it can um, contribute to making that joint fluid a little stiffer and a little thicker, creating more friction and then irritation. So we want to be able to have as less inflammation in our bodies as we can. Some is necessary for survival and healing, but we don't want to have a lot of extra inflammation kind of floating around. So food is one way, just incorporating more anti-inflammatory foods. I do have a video on anti-inflammatory foods here, just finding a couple that you can start incorporating into your day. Another one is actually hydration. And if we're sitting at a desk for a prolonged period of time, standing for a prolonged period of time, or if you're just engrossed in a project or something for work or something else, you tend to forget about water. And so drinking adequate water and having adequate hydration can be really helpful to help with that viscosity of that fluid that's inside of your joints. Think about it if, you're not drinking enough water and you're a little dehydrated, your blood becomes a little thicker and that joint fluid becomes a little thicker as well. Think about like a, a sauce or something that has a thickening agent in it that just is kind of viscous, but it's still thicker. And so that can cause more friction. So we want to keep it thin. We want to keep it mobile. And one of the ways to do that is making sure you have adequate hydration. Typically, it's, you know, trying to drink maybe eight ounces of water an hour if you can. Sometimes people get those big water bottles. It really also depends on body weight too. But just trying to focus maybe on eight ounces an hour. Now, of course, if you have fluid restrictions for, you know, a heart condition or something else, then you definitely want to make sure that you're not crossing over those. And so you may want to chat with your doctor about that. But hydration is so key. And probably almost nine out of 10 of the people that I talk to are like, yeah, I definitely could work on hydration. So we talked about why stiffness happens and thinking about that gelling phenomenon of just that playing with the thickness of some of that fluid that's inside of our joints based on some lifestyle factors and lifestyle choices. And then we talked about three ways to reduce joint stiffness. The first one being gentle but frequent movement. The second one being getting up and walking or adding in some steps throughout your day, even if you're just in a small space. And then number three is finding ways that you can reduce inflammation in other capacities, whether that's hydration, whether that's food or something else. I hope this was helpful. If it was, go ahead and comment down below or leave a review on the podcast, letting me know that you found this information helpful. I would truly appreciate that. Also, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, you'll see a red button down below that says subscribe. If you go ahead and click that, you'll get notifications when I do release new videos. And then if you're on the podcast, you can also subscribe to the podcast by clicking a button that says subscribe. And so that way you'll get notified when new podcast episodes are out. Again, my name is Alyssa and thank you so much for watching and cheers to your arthritis adventure. Thanks for listening to the Adventuring with Osteoarthritis podcast. 
If this podcast has brought you hope and inspiration, make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Also, if you're looking for more information on how to start your own arthritis adventure, head to www.keeptheadventurealive.com or follow me on YouTube by searching Alyssa Arthritis Adventure. That's A-L-Y-S-S-A Arthritis Adventure. We'll see you next time.